A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Your Questions Answered, our wrestling Q&A podcast. Normally live on YouTube, but due to a personnel shortage, we're recording this in advance. We are the Dadly Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hampler and Michael Sidgwick. Sidgwick, to answer your burning wrestling questions. Sorry, I'm Sidgwick. <laughs> Let's start. These questions are burning. Let's start straight with this one, Sidge. Uh, from Nerdbox. That's how takes are. Uh, what if Tony Khan is revealed to be the devil? <laughs> Singed by the devil's flames. Um, if Tony Khan is revealed to be the devil, that would be like 15 finger pokes of doom. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Like, I'm not being funny. The, I That would be it. It wouldn't be it. I'd still cover professionally. In this job that I'm eternally grateful to have, thank you all for listening and watching. Jesus Christ, I love it here. Well, that would be it. Uh, that would be the end. <laughs> That'll be the end of AW as we know it. The turning point would go to right, this is the dead point. <laughs> like Tony Khan, I think he's an incredible matchmaker. I think he's a way better booker than a lot of people give him credit for. His vision of professional wrestling, even if it's on the wane somewhat, completely re-energized my enthusiasm enthusiasm. And I think he is responsible for countless of the all-time great moments. Mm-hmm. And there shouldn't be that many. Yeah. Should be able to keep count, but I've lost count. Mm. That's how much I, that's the regard in which I hold him so high. As a person who you see on television or when you are, again, lucky enough to attend the tapings, <laughs> he cannot perform. I am he the is. devil. I am the devil. The <laughs> uh, devil's going to be great for us. Uh, <laughs> he cannot perform. He is not. <laughs> What's the devil's sign? 666, turn it upside down. It's 999. We've uh, sold a ton of video games. We've sold a ton of tickets. We've sold our soul. What? It's been a great month. He cannot perform. He is not a performer. That's all right. And that's all right. It's better than all right because he's a booker. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant it's a good booker. job. He cannot perform particularly well. Otherwise, he might have done. The last mistake he hasn't yet done. He's created too many titles. He's signed too many talents. He's done too many things to excess. And he's normalized a lot of things that don't have the same potency as they once did. He has sleepwalked into every mistake every promoter does. He is not yet. Yet. It's been four years. He's not going to do it. He has not made the mistake of making himself the star of the show and getting on telly and all mm. the rest of it. Bischoff, Russo, Vince, Dixie, all did it. Um, I he must know that he's not good. He must know. Um, he cannot be the devil. They've lost sight of this. And another infuriating example of AEW just losing it 
the plot, they've lost sight of how they used to be the fair organization. Um, as a kayfabe construct, AEW used to be fair. The idea that they all, all the broadcast team just couldn't sanction MGF. And they were impartial to every other wrestler, even though they were blatantly cheating and all the rest of it. Um, but they all knew MGF was a bad egg. And what a wonderful device that was to keep him a heel and to give him more heat. Obviously, he could conjure enough on his own. Um, but what a great device that was to go, we are an upstanding company. Um, you know, you won't get like really bad things happening regularly without getting mm -hmm. um, infractions. Mm -hmm. Not on our watch. That kind of yeah. Like Cody with the ref and the belt gives, gives one. Yeah, give us one. Like that, that was <laughs> so incredible. great establishing the rules, wasn't it? Like this universe is real because you can... You know. To a degree, you have to be lenient because the heels have to get heat. But, you know, when the Young Bucks brilliantly took the piss in 2021, it was like, right, too far, cage match. Yeah. Done. And you will be done. The idea that Tony Khan is the devil and he's beating up wrestlers, <laughs> which it has, yeah. is not only ridiculous because Tony Khan... Couldn't chin anyone, spark anyone clean out. The idea that he is a bad person in charge, like we've moved on or we should oh have God, moved yeah. on from wrestling in 1998, and I would not like to see that. Sort of At this point, it would be one of those, I was shocked, but I'm not necessarily surprised. <laughs> I, I, would be, I would be awestruck if they ever went with that. It's sort of two-part questions. I sort of spoke to Hamlet a little bit about this on Do you news. want Tony Khan to be an on-screen performer, Hamlet? Oh, Christ, no. I'd be mortified by it, honestly, just having to watch it. Like, even if he grew into a good one. Like, Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon ruined this by being so great. At yeah. It, off. it should never have been done again from those two. And, uh, yeah, I just think it'd make for mortifying television. And it does, I'm with Sidge as well, it's about the show. Even, right, of course I would say this. But what I was saying, like, the go from that to as well, the Hangman Page Swerve thing. Like, come on, if you were a nice company, you wouldn't be handling yeah, yeah, that yeah. incident. So it would be a continuation of that, but I don't want to see that. Like, I'm saying this, obviously, as a Fed head, but even where WWE's at now with authority figures, Pierce and Aldis are just like, they're not as good and authoritative as Jack Tunney, but they're not lording it over the wrestlers. No. Nick Aldis would get sparked out by Roman Reigns. Adam Pierce regularly runs in fear of his talent. He just tries to manage Still them. waiting for that Pierce Reigns match. Well, and like, <laughs> you know, you might not have to wait that longer if Roman <laughs> Reigns wants to keep the schedule he's got. But I just, I, even in the sort of ear of those, we're not under the thumb of a Stephanie McMahon yeah. or the Triple H-led authority or something yeah. like that. Even that is passe in WWE, and they're the worst for it. Mm. They spent decades telling you, yeah, we're the bad guys. <laughs> like the company is the bad guys. Yeah. Tune like, in to us next week. Yeah, then you never, ever go back to that, no. ever. Yeah, so I sort of spoke to this uh, to Hamlet about this on the news today. Sort of two-part question. Obviously, who do you think the devil is right now? And is there a part of you, I asked Andy this as well, is there a part of you that thinks that maybe they aren't planning to reveal the devil till maybe World's End, maybe next year or whatever, and they've got an idea who they want it to be because someone pitched us uh, Osprey being the devil after his contract runs out with, with New Japan and what have you. Is there any... Uh, case where you can see them saying, we want it to be Osprey, but if we can't sign him, then we've got, you know, Don Callis in, in, in the in reserve. Do you think they know who the devil is, basically? I think they know who the yeah. devil is. I don't think they do this without knowing who the devil is. I know there have been reports, and I've seen um, the manifestation of these reports of other 
creatives way more scattershot than it used to be. Um, the long term, the days of planning out storylines a year, often two years in advance, dead, dead, dead. I get that. I don't think they do something like this, like higher power style, where they do it and then go, we'll figure it out later. I just, I still think that AEW, with the values they have, with the way they do things, they haven't gone Russo. I mean, let's not be stupid. They know who the devil is. My issue is that I, I'm freezing on the spot when you ask me this question, and the reason for that is, in my spare time, when I'm idly walking about, head in the clouds, and I'm not worrying about certain things in life, admin, and I've just got my own daft thoughts to deal with, I never think about this once, mm. ever. And that's kind of a problem with AEW, I find, generally, is I don't really think about, oh, where's the storyline going on? Oh, man, I cannot wait for this match when it happens, or whatever, or when the, the first dance campaign was happening, mm. and it was majestic. Or even The amount of times, I could admit it now. Why shouldn't I admit it? <laughs> the amount of times I listened to Cult of Personality was a joke. Yeah. Uh, but I think we all kind of did. Yeah. Uh, or even even just something as simple as like the the person, the extra person in the, the Casino Battle Royal. I can't remember the name that they used to give them. Oh, uh, that joker, baby. But we, you, you and I would sit and speculate. People have been waiting for me to drop that <laughs> on these video podcasts. And by that, I mean like two. Not a lot of Joker babies in, in Joker business baby. at the moment, is there? There was a period where there was too many. But too many jokes. We'd sit and speculate about that. We'd get excited about that sort of thing. I, and you said before, I don't see many people creating lists of like top 10 people that could be. We the... would have done it at the table. Yeah. If yeah. AEW was hot and this yeah. was really interesting and they didn't look like creepers, you know, <laughs> maybe we would have done that. Maybe we would have like, fall, like poured through the evidence and mm. had the big, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Thing. I I don't care, so I've never given it much thought. Maybe as an analyst and a preview guy and a content creator, I should have, but I haven't, and that is the brutal truth. And I think that says its own story. Um, one thing I will say is that if I don't know, the best pitch I've seen so far is that maybe Kyle O'Reilly is further along in his progress than he himself has given an indication what was the quote um it feels like my return is a is, an, is a mirage yeah and the clo- and sometimes it feels like the closer i get to it it does reveal itself to be a mirage um and i'm in the desert right now maybe he's working i mean he is a professional wrestler <laughs> and maybe he's way closer than he's sort of willing to and why wouldn't he lie to make mm-hmm. it more fun when he does come back and maybe it's some kind of reformed undisputed era and cole is pulling the strings while injured and MGF can ultimately beat Strong and O'Reilly and then have the match with Cole, uh, with MGF, mm. and Cole could happen. Um, I wouldn't hate that, but an ultimate masterwork would be if Adam Cole was never injured, by the way. Mm. And they've thought, what can we do that's pretty awesome? I mean, it's not happening, but it would be that would be like one of the best things they've ever done. I haven't heard that, but I really like that. Especially because like, it's easy to forget that in the immediate aftermath of the Wembley match, Cole was raging. It took MJF to get him back on side that he's lost. And there was that feeling of who might turn here. Mm. If it was gonna be, even if it was going to be neither, it still wasn't as cut and dried as when's MJF going to reveal. It was, is, is this Cole? Remember the knife in the back? Hugs and stuff like that. So that doesn't the, have the to have mask was positioned above him when yeah. they were having a backstage powwow. It doesn't have to have gone away, does it? And I do really like that. I'm into it, but I th- 
think I said on the Dynamite review, it's maybe in the wrong way. I'm into the Gabbo element of it. <laughs> like, wrestling has done this forever. Like, they could do a vignette where it's like, mystery next week. Okay. Well, I'm there. <laughs> I will say, when you ask me the question, sorry, before we move on to the next question, um, I, if I recall correctly, when they first said there is an exalted one pulling the strings of the Dark Order and all will be revealed in due time, I'm fairly certain that they had one, two, maybe three names. Yeah. They were always going to pay it off, but they didn't know who they'd... It's like a casting, basically. We've got a character. Yeah. We are going to deliver the character. We are going to debut the character. But there's like a casting process, mm. and we're ultimately going to decide who it could be. And then they went, like, thank God, because they gave this man who's tragically missed, like, eight of the best months of his career in Brodie Lee. Um, so maybe they've got... Maybe they've allowed themselves some wiggle room, mm. but it's certainly not whoever. <laughs> uh, Andrew Richardson, thank you for your question, Andrew, says, okay. uh, should Bron Breaker debut in the Rumble and set up a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With Heyman's involvement with Bron recently in history with Brock could lead to a good match and put Bron over in a big way. I love that. Uh, Heyman going with Bron was part of NXT's transparent attempt to win that Tuesday Night War, but it exists now. And you can play with it. Yep. They can like drop it, pick it up like a dog with a bone. Triple H has picked up some far worse friggin' Vince McMahon madcap ideas than one that his best mate booked on NXT three weeks ago. I could totally see that. Love Bron Breaker defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. A great way for him to start proper. Love the Rumble as a place for Bron to just deliver spears and throw some people out. You know, that's like this year's Rumble as with last year's, like, should be the return to what Rumbles are for. It's fabulous. I think it needs to be way shorter, to be honest. Uh, it, yeah, it's triple, we're not getting that, are we? No. Like, but it should be the place where you have three or four angles within it, as well as obviously seeing the winner through, whatever it is. But, like, this is a perfect way to do that. Yeah, I, lo I love that fantasy mm. booking. I do. You know, incidentally, right, on the Rumble this year, if you look at the various connections he's made, not too many, with all the roster and the moving parts across Raw and SmackDown with the various Bloodline and Judgment Day collabs and stuff, like, he's given himself a lot to play with. Yeah. And mm. so much so that I think I'll be disappointed. I don't really feel anything. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if the Rumble sucks this, uh, next year yeah. because he's given himself loads to do quietly, mm -hmm. sometimes very quietly, too quietly, if anything, <laughs> um, over the prior 12 months. Um, and answer that question, much as I like it, right, it does feel... I don't want to patronise. Who was it? Who asked the question? Uh, Andrew Richardson. I don't want to patronise you, Andrew, because it's genuinely, I think you want to see it. I think that's a very passionate idea. The reality is that Brock doesn't really do jobs too readily for mm. virtually anyone. There's maybe an element of, wouldn't it be nice, but not necessarily realistic. Brock's very selective over who he decides to do jobs to. Um, maybe he doesn't have the power to be as selective, but he still is. Um, additionally, I, I don't know how much they like Breaker internally. They I can't obviously, out, yeah. They obviously like him enough because in this stupid, completely warped way, they have the Undertaker, that ancient bastard, chokeslam him. That's a weird, yeah. totally warped endorsement, but yeah. it's an endorsement through their lens, none the same. Stepped up to the dead man. Yeah, which is, uh, you got your ass kicked by a fogey. <laughs> um, 
But I don't necessarily think they are absolute get that rocket and strap it mm. to him um, as they as it might have appeared when he first debuted. That so. being said, Bron Breaker does have the best spear in professional wrestling. And if he's going into the Rumble... Time. It's time to play the game! Which main roster star is getting speared? See, Brock Lesnar would be cool. Yeah. Brock Lesnar selling a spear like that. I haven't known the Goldberg one. Really their diverticulitis. It yeah. should really be uh, Von Wagner's manager. I can't remember what his name is. It's Robert Stone. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologies for the lack of light changes and all that. Sean Staff, <laughs> just the three of us, and we hope we don't have any technical difficulties today. Uh, Sige, I am scrolling, Provo rules, I'm scrolling through the main roster page. Uh, when you're ready, tell me to stop. Okay. And I'll give you the amount of people I can see on my screen. And uh, that potentially could be who Bron Baker uh, spears out of his goddamn shoes in the room. Stop. Uh, you've got between uh, one and six. Five. <laughs> Sanger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stick with that. It needs to be a name for the impact. Yeah. Right. Uh, Good. Awesome way to debut someone with that working style and those attributes, irrespective of whether he has a confrontation with Brock. Mm. Like him going full ham, spearing guys yeah. in a rumble is pretty eye-catching. Stop. Uh... I've only got four in front of me, and three of them are women. So, well, the what, the what, the man, the gay, <laughs> the Miz. Boy, would be an absolute earth-shattering success as a babyface by that point, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> Having had the match of the year when he was um, doing some generational cooking with uh, Gunther. Oh, I can't wait for that. Twist, <laughs> lighten up the all state. <laughs> generational cooking. <laughs> Straight on his Wikipedia page. Did some generational cooking. Uh, Stop. Oh. Oh. <laughs> right, you've got uh, four possible names that you can pick from here. One. <laughs> All I'm saying, uh, Sage, is uh, when you're in the rumble, always uh, makes sense to... Pay attention, please. <laughs> <laughs> it screams. I'm stuck. Could have had Shane. Could have had Shane. Uh, can I just have him? Yeah, you have Shane. Okay. Such a died in the world NXT fan. You were like, I don't even want it. We go for main roster guys. NXT Derby. In the yeah, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stop. Uh, you've got three to choose from. Two. <laughs> I mean, technically, I'm supposed to it'd be the Rumble. You can get... Talk normally, please. I'm trying to work out. Hang on. Because there's something I want to work into this that it's not really my thing usually to do. You're going to be the pro. Um, when it comes to the Rumble, mm -hmm. you get uh, current stars. Yep. You get legends. You kind of get all this and more. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nick Aldis. Love that as a catchphrase, but I'm going to twist. Okay. It's a great so, catchphrase, that. Thank you, yeah. Saving that suit coming off for the uh, showcase of the Immortals. We can agree on that. Twi uh, stick. No, stop. Okay, you've got uh, three possible choices. Two again. <laughs> Logan Paul. Or, yeah, yeah stick. stick. What a, what a, what Two a, balls of prime go flying. Yeah, a couple of them moment as well. Logan's going to do well in the Rumble, I think, this year. So, yes, we'll take some of that. 
Uh, go back on the soundboard because Barton Keys says, "Hi, hey, Barton. Uh, I'm embarrassed to be asking this. Um, Don't be embarrassed. But where does the egg clip come from? Survivor Series 1990. Mean Gene Oakland is asking <laughs> the uh, the pay per view audience at home, what is inside the egg? And we just enjoy <laughs> everybody else." In the world, <laughs> EGG, <Yep>. egg, egg, <laughs> egg, egg. It doesn't really leave much room for interpretation. Like you know, when you're like extremely well read, but I don't. You I don't mean. go in. Well, I used to be, <laughs> and but you don't really like surround yourself in circles. Like you go to a comp, but you try and read a bit. Yeah, and there are certain words where you just guess the pronunciation. Yeah. And you are told there's always someone somewhere with a big nose who knows, and you are told I've been doing it wrong for your life. Yeah, like uh, I used to say, prescient. Oh, okay, prescient. Sort of prescient. Yeah, I think it's more impressive that I knew the word without hearing it. Actually, <laughs> the, f- the font was similar one to that. The font was one for me. I used to say Ariel, and then somebody said it's just Ariel. Loser. Like, All right. Well, I prefer to Homer anyway, so he's a real one. But yeah, it's <laughs> a real quiz. Quite scarred by that actually. I felt like a real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I said Ori once. Ori. Instead of Arai. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was, uh, corrected there. <laughs> Egg's different, isn't it? Egg. <laughs> Everyone knows egg. How's he added a syllable? Egg. Egg. A-Y-G. Egg. <laughs> but we just love, yeah, we love great, Mean Gene. It? It's a funny way of saying a word. And that's where, that's the, uh, I know. Etymology. Good. Egg. Um, Come for the egg. Stay for that. <laughs> Next question comes from one Matt Rains. Who? Says, uh, Hi, I Matt. know who Matt Rains is, and he's a legend. Hi, Matt Rains. I think he's, um, I think he's, I think he's a mega fan. The he is the number one mega fan. What are you thinking for the world's end main event? It has to be, has to feel huge considering MJF's contract situation. Joe Wardlow, I'd say both, if anything. Have, an, have a great day. See you later, guys. Oh. That's absolutely rubbish, no, man. Useless. useless. Like, I love Matt Reigns. So grateful for the existence <laughs> and the essence and just the love support and just the general existence of Matt Reigns. I have to say, I don't like a three-way with MGF mm. and two wrestlers is feuding with. That, to me, is very, very... We now have 12 pay-per-views a year. Yeah. You wouldn't do a three... I mean, I know you did a double or nothing, but I think the uh, 2021, I think the idea was we're back with fans. We can kind of give you a B-level pay-per-view come dynamite match. It wasn't the main event, was it? It wasn't even the main event. Three ways of this nature, especially when you're trying to launch your first, your inaugural first World's End um, I don't know, it's a very B-level pay-per-view main event. A very good one. I don't hate the idea, and obviously they've done the work to building it, but a, a three-way headlining a pay-per-view is very... We have 12 pay-per-views a year now, so I don't necessarily think I would like it. In contrast, again, not my idea. I read this somewhere. Eggs. Some kind of violent gimmick multi-man. Like, I know that's end. kind of a same thing. But if, they, if they've got this, this idea of this amazing new match type 
violent attraction that makes use of the fact that there's different challenges. And he can put, Omega was close, and he might have won with the one-winged angel. So he can go in there, then Joe and Wardlow, and then... Strong. Strong, you know, something like that, maybe. I think that's, I think that's the move. Like, we've talked recently about how WWE have earned war games this year, especially. Yeah. Like, call it World's End and earn it. They have earned it with this story. MJF's got all these rivals. He has taken on way too much in his attempt to be the baby face he believes he has to be. And now he's Or gonna, wants to be. Or wants to be, yeah. And now he's going to... Like, if, if we can finally do away with this idea that he's just conning all of us, Adam Cole included, now he's kind of got to be the best babyface he can and survive a situation. Mm. I think Wardlow wins the title. Like, I really do like uh, Wardlow being the one to take it off MJF, but I think the souped-up stipulation with maybe five or six makes it feel less like the triple Do threat. you want to do a good bruise bet on Wardlow winning that title? Ooh! Mm. I... Don't think he's going to do it. Thank you to Spar City Figures for this question, by the way. It just Thank who, who, yeah, dethrones, who dethrones MJF? There we go. Well, I'll tell you what. After this week, so we're recording this on a Friday. It's going to go out on a Monday. So after this week's Dynamite, we'll talk about this again. Because I want to see how they continue this on. You're the same words then, aren't you? No, because I'm not sure I fully believe it yet. Well, but I, felt, it I felt it off this week, but I want, okay. uh, I want to see a bit more evidence to back it up. Mm. Not, not fully convinced yet, but I just, I've started to really like the idea of it. It's to manifest it. Who have you got taking it off MJF? Um, he loves he loves Samoa Joe, does Tony Khan. He is very protective over Samoa Joe. That Grand Slam rating of 0.36 was a monster by modern AEW standards. Um... If I had to pick right now, and I still, I would, I'm like a handful, I wouldn't do a good bruise bet. But if it was like, you know, you have to do an answer now, it would be Samoa Joe. It would be one of the few but things that is not. Why would you have him abdicate the title? I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the few things yeah. that justifies dropping that. If he does yeah. that and then goes, oh, lost it, it doesn't really make any sense. Ironically, if you do that, you are 2020 Keith Lee. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, is it better to be 2020 Keith Lee or 2023 Keith Lee? Mm, what a shame. Oh. It's not fair, is it? Yeah. I'll go cold just to make things interesting, but yeah. I don't know how long he's out for. A while, for apparently. Quite some time. Um, I, but I like the idea of that World's End match. That'd literally be like, what, the second best gimmick match in December? After, um, what have we got at NXT Dead Lane? The Aliens of AV. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to leave bigger out there. We're on YouTube, aren't we? Yeah, can't do that. Of bother. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Michael Morris says, hi lads, uh, do you think the Fed could run into a Reigns 2014 rumble situation with Cody? I've spoken about this recently. Uh, being the overwhelming favorite to win it, similar to Reigns with Sammy, KO, Jimmy, and L. Hey, nah. Everybody saying. Uh, most likely to be in it as well. Uh, could the fans boo Cody by the end? No, nah, it's not happening, man. Not happening. This guy is their guy. This fan base is so well behaved. And I just think all the evidence points to there just will not be any revolt. There will not. Um, didn't happen with Cody when Sammy didn't win in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just find the idea of people saying, oh, you know, Randy Orton might get booed. W- this modern WWE crowd say like sees Randy Orton as a living legend and someone they dearly miss more than CM Punk. Yeah. Like, I'm not being funny. Like... <sighs> CM Punk is just, he's like Michael Owen. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> I'm walk out of the studio right here, right now. If you don't watch uh, if you don't follow football or soccer, Michael Owen was a guy who made a series of career moves and transfers to different football teams, and all the while he just became the most unpopular talent to go from, like, one of the most incredibly gifted young footballers. The, on the national stage. Yeah, well, to an think England like, hero, a, a, the, a nation pinned their hopes on this young man. And he started life at Liverpool. And he kind of annoyed them by going to Real Madrid. Didn't really pan out at Real Madrid. He lasted a season mm-hmm. there. Um, so he's never going to be loved there. Do you know one of his favourite things? I was listening to the Upshot uh, thing all about Michael Owen. Do you know one of his favourite things to do was when he was in Madrid? Drive to the airport to buy a British newspaper. <laughs> You get them delivered? Exactly. Maybe just wanted some... He's got some tapas and, you know, <laughs> the culture. Like, that's what you do when you were younger, though, wasn't it? Should we go see the planes taking off? <laughs> the big Michael Owen took himself off to watch the planes the taking off. big Spanish cities are beautiful. Anyway. Yeah. Why, Michael, why don't we go to the cinema? Definitely not. <laughs> he then went to Newcastle United, and we all hate him because he basically just did not offer the pretense that he wasn't a complete mercenary. I think I would love that. What a detestable figure he yeah. was. That and should have been funny. And but then he went like, to Man U, so the one club that the fan base might have liked him, hated him because Liverpool and Man yeah. U fans hate each other. Don't forget the other caveat of, yeah, him downing tools as part of it, at least allegedly, of them saying, we're in a bloody you know relegation battle here. We kind of need you to step up. And he's like, oh, I don't really want to get injured at the end of the season because I'll be going. got the man. World Cup. Um, I So, or the Euros, whatever it was. Um... And he went to Man U. Yeah. So the Liverpool fans hated him. And he didn't really pull up trees at Man U, so he's not like a beloved figure he there. He that goal against City, didn't he? And that was Aye, it. Aye, but yeah. no, that's nowhere near enough for Man U fans to remember him as fondly mm. as they do their greats. Stoke? Stoke. Mm-hmm. That was it. And that was it. So no one likes Mike Lone. And he's he couldn't do it on a wet Wednesday there. <laughs> yeah. So. And his punditry is 
terrible. Abysmal. So Awful takes on films. CM Punk is Michael uh, Owen now because the WWE oh, fans... I just, I just hate this, so it's like... Just hurting. The AEW fans hate him. They like a lot. We were there at Wembley Stadium when we were cheering CM Punk. I love CM Punk. Yeah, I mean, he ruined everything, but I still love him. Punk got as Michael Owen got Michael Owen because CM Punk fans love CM Punk, right? Has Michael Owen got Michael Owen fans? It must be Michael Owen maybe somewhere. (laughs) We were at Wembley where there were people who turned and turned their back on the match and just did not watch it because yeah. it was so Jeez. fun to be a part of. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, it was class. It was class. Um, really good, cool atmosphere. Um, they lost. They missed his last match. 3 0 star classic, I've been told. D- indeed. Why are we talking about CM Punk again? What was the question? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Owen. Yeah. Cody Rumble. That's the thing. The WWE fans are not crying out for CM Punk to return. These WWE fans did not resent Cody like is sort of the messenger, if you like, or the, the person they're allowed to boo because Triple H doesn't come out on telly or whatever. Different crowd. Yeah. the That vocal defiant, we hate this, but we like arena wrestling a lot. Yeah. Went to AEW. Yeah. Went to AEW, migrated over there. So, nope, I don't think that's the case at all. Punk would be like a bonus rather than a savior. The narrative is completely different to CM Punk coming back now than had he come back in 14, 15, 16 when the chance still rang out in the buildings. Um, Punk return, like it's just, you cannot believe your luck. Like you've just you've just paid for a pick and mix and got a really good deal and then somebody gives you some more free sweets. That's, oh. what, that's what CM Punk come back to WWE is like at the moment. And some extra chips at the bottom of the McDonald's bag. Yeah. Like baglers, as I believe they were called. Because they're stragglers in the bag. Ah, yeah. I've never heard that. There you go. Um, but I, like, I, I'll say this, right? It's uh, when have we ever had this conversation in 20 years? There's too many baby faces in the Rumble. Like, this is a, that the proverbial nice problem to have is now, well, if you've got, like, five baby faces, let's just say, that might challenge Cody Rhodes to the biggest pop of the night, put them in sequences in the Rumble that create matches that people want to watch. Yeah, LA, I talked about it earlier. LA yeah. now gets eliminated by Logan Paul, for awesome. example. I talk about Triple H. We'll go back to Cody. CM Punk just seems to corrupt our conversations regularly. Triple H, it's about... He's like, like a jazz player, guys. It's... What he doesn't do as much as what he does do, he doesn't mm-hmm. do a tremendous amount of exciting stuff, but he doesn't do too many plunder matches. He doesn't do too many shock debuts. He doesn't do a lot that's tremendously exciting, but he also doesn't completely overexpose Cody or give him every win or give him these hysterical ways of not losing like John Cena had to deal mm-hmm. with or probably campaign for, who the hell knows. He just gets it right. It feels like he a can, no-break. He can build a f- bit of flat-packed furniture, can Triple H, can't he? You like talked that. about spots in the Rumble and, like you say, Judgment Day, Bloodline, etc., etc. It does feel a bit of a no-brainer to do the reverse of what we had in this year's Rumble with uh, Cody and Gunther. That's totally the move. It I is, think. but my God, they would have to do the best possible version of it. I'm annoyed because Gunther can't leave Gunther the country. Gunther coming in at 30 and then not winning. Well, yeah, my, my, I, had a, I had a whole plan for this, and I thought it was perfect. All right, so it's, it's, a, it's a material. But... It doesn't work because Gunther can't leave the country. Because I had... Oh, the Rumble's in Florida, though. No, no, no. Because I had... Gunther, yes, gets eliminated at 30. Wait a second. Does that make him look weak? No, he goes into the chamber and wrecks everyone. A bit like... A bit like Shayna Baszler. <laughs> but can't, he can't do that because he's in Australia, so yeah. that's ruined. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do like the symmetry of that. I think as well, if... Like, I think we've talked about the Berlin show. I think Cody Gunther is the match for that. Mm. And if you put in... A bit like with Michaels and Taker, if you put in a couple of Rumbles to give you a little taste of how great this is going to be, 
when you finally deliver the singles match, they've both, like both times, Gunther hasn't been beaten. Like, look how long he's kept this Intercontinental title. He does not lose. Mm. And yet in the context of the Rumble, he's lost twice. So Cody's the only guy that can say, yeah, you can challenge my title, but I've got your number. Like, what a little story that is that Gunther can tell with pretty much nobody else in the company. And prior to that, you can do like a WWE Can They Coexist storyline, see if they can be a Guten Tag team. Uh, right, uh, let's move on to another question from uh, Blardy, who says, WrestleMania, main event night one, World Heavyweight Championship, Gunther versus Rollins, Gunther versus Zayn, Punk versus Rollins. You've got to pick one. Oh, man, yeah, Punk versus Rollins. Uh, CM Punk gets his WrestleMania main event like he always goddamn deserved. But... Uh, in a world without CM Punk, uh, I don't know. I think Dwayne Rock's uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson draws more money in, in one night than he does in a lifetime. So. <laughs> I didn't kiss much ass as Dwayne. Uh, I do love genuinely. I love Gunther taking that Intercontinental title all the way to a world title. For me, it's Cody for the for the belt, and he just keeps it as a Warrior Hogan Ultimate Challenge. And I don't mean that as the men. I just mean that as the belts. They were both at that level enough that you could do that, and it could be a massive headline match. Uh, but like we said, after Crown Jewel, they've sort of snuck this world title in. So I could actually, I could genuinely see Gunther and Seth for all the marbles mm. as a night one thing. Nah, Zayn. Gunther, Zayn. Gunther, Zayn for the Intercontinental. Okay. If Gable, to drop the Gable thing. I'm worried about that. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's not Gable... It's Zane. Zane versus Gunther. Zane wins. I think it's it's just he deserves an immense reward for mm. all of the work he's done over the past two years. And that is a big, big reward. Then you don't have to have Sami Zayn do it for like four hundred and fifty days. Triple H is another way to book titles. <laughs> <laughs> Zane can three, four months, maybe SummerSlam, money in the bank or something. Oh, and then Gunther beats Cody. Then beats Sammy again now that Sammy's lost the title. So he comes across as the final boss. Then he can do Gunther Cody 2 or whatever. What if Gunther brutalizes Kevin Owens in the build? Zane beats him and they redo the NXT angle and Zane Owens comes out and power bombs him on the apron. Oh my God. Love that. Uh, Josh R says, do you think Will Ospreay will be the one to kick out of the one-winged angel when him and Kenny have their third match? Um, Nah. I've well, anyone I've thought about this. Yeah. You know what I think mm -hmm. I don't really think that much about AEW when I'm listening to Spotify on the way to my commute or whatever. I did think the other day when I was walking home, Simon Loser. <laughs> Who's gonna kick out of it now? It won't be Takeshta. No. Hangman he doesn't need it. Mm. Um I suppose he could go into his business for himself, but when's he ever done that before? <laughs> 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 I think CM Punk was the original body. <laughs> anyway, 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 anyway. Um, I know where you're going, Sitch. Chris Jericho. I think it speaks oh to AEW's unwillingness or inability, I do think it's a bit of both, to present one person as the ultimate, they're the absolute next big thing. Yeah. I've been burned before. Was it Wardlow? I was prepared to invest. They didn't follow through. Is it Swerve now? Because of the Wardlow precedent, I can't invest. Who is that guy that is going to, you know, the, the Swerves, the Wardlows, the Andrades, the Rushes, the um, Takeshtas, the Starks? Who's that guy who they think they can be the next MGF or Hangman in the next three or four years or theirs? I don't know who that is. 
Are that we, would be a shortcut to telling you who that is, but I don't know. But are we at a point now? I would say the one-winged angel is the closest non-WWE thing to an Undertaker streak. And we might be through the, remember the Wade Barrett, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. era, mm. to the point where when Brock does it, yes, there's of course the shock. There's going to be shock with anybody. But then within, what, a year, two years, you're like, right call, absolutely the right yeah. call. Like, is it? I'm not saying John Moxley, but just off the top of my head, a star of a similar level. Oh, Christ, like it wasn't about supercharging the next guy. It was just about, you didn't think there was somebody, like a level even higher that a John Moxley could go to, and he's just done that. Like, I wonder if it's, like, we have to start thinking about it on those terms. Like, that's why Osprey's somewhere in the middle of that, isn't he? It would supercharge him, but... And they've done a lot of... He doesn't need it. Finishing like, stuff, obviously, kicking out of Osprey. I think, I think it might be Osprey, you know. I, I'm leaning towards nobody. He loves... And rates Will Ospreay as a successor. Don't count out Jay White. Yes. Mm. He, yeah. he has got all of the admiration in the world for Jay White. I don't think there is a wrestler that Kenny Omega has put over publicly as much as Jay White. Now, much of that has got to do with the fact that he was building his program with Will Ospreay. So him putting over Jay White was a way of telling that wonderful sports-oriented story of, oh, yeah, Jay White's better. Because that's just going to make Osprey fume. That's going to make Osprey in the Wrestle Kingdom match go, f***ing better than him, <laughs> and just sprint at him and make mistakes. So it was, he was fabing, brother, a yeah. little bit with his, but he, he has spoken in more earnest interviews. I know he does earnest shoot candid press interviews where he's building matches because he's very clever but he has very earnestly spoke about how much he rates the hell out of Jay White so I would not rule him out at all maybe Jay if anyone he's would. still young Jay White as well if they were going to do and it's just because I think like we've all stopped talking about it a little bit I think it's daft to rule it out if they were ever going to do a, another Okada match I could see that as well that one spot that gives that match its identity when it's got to basically compete that's with, a good shout when it's, when it's got to compete with the greatest matches ever this one spot is like, oh, that's why this belongs. Like, yeah. Carter and Tanahashi have done that together as well to make their different matches have their own separate identities. Like, it's it's as close as it's ever been. You know, the Forbidden Door is wide open for that, and we've just kind of stopped fantasy booking it to take place. And just on that one more thing, he has done such a phenomenal job of developing the mythology of that move mm. and protecting it that it would be such an earth-shattering development were it to ever happen. You could probably add a star and a half to any match that he yeah. has. It could be like, oh, it's good, but it's not clicking that as much as I would expect. Like that. So you're saying that basically gets them to the eighth star because they're working yeah. at seven star and then it's like, there we go. All Out 2019 <laughs> against Pac and All Out 2023 against Takeshita. I would both classify them as, oh, this is really great, but I think they could do 50 more matches and it would be better than this. You could have that kind of match where it's like, oh, it's slippery. It's not on the road to greatness. Do that spot and it'll be like an extra three stars on it. Um, from AW to TNA, Big Mike Talk says, with Impact rebranding to TNA, what do you think needs to be done to get more eyes on their show? Poor, uh, substantial financial investment for the roster that hasn't been forthcoming despite years of the network owning the company. I I know this is like a boring answer for somebody that might just love TNA or Impact or whatever, but like where it lives right now in the network's mind or in the ownership's mind because they're one and the same is enough, it would seem. like, I, And I think as a wrestling fan, like I'm okay with that too. It does, 
I've never been able to work out what space Impact slash TNA occupies, but it feels like it's occupying the right one right now. There are definitely wrestlers. Back when ECW was the third brand to WCW and WWE, it wasn't just the hardcore stuff and it wasn't just the technical smaller guys that couldn't get going. It was a bit of everything, including wrestlers that were going back down the ladder to try and get back up. Impact and TNA serves that purpose more so than, certainly more than Ring of Honor does, more than any indie I can think of does because of AEW's existence. Like, more eyes would be nice, but I don't think it's essential. In a post-AEW world, it would take someone cleverer than me, more radical than me, more creative than me, to come up with a solution to that, and no one has yet, because they have saved and ruined it in equal measure. They've, they're so greedy with their vision, with their recruitment, with what they... They've kind of taken... They're like wrestling's custodian, almost AEW. <laughs> They've taken upon themselves to be the museum, the and the, the custodian of pro wrestling and all of its values in one place. And that's good because I like it. It's accessible. It means you get undiluted versions of a lot of great styles and the best practitioners. I mean, it's the only company that realistically could have ever done ZSJ Danielson, and I will love them forever for that. There's a greedy flip side to that. There is a greedy byproduct where nobody else gets a piece of the old buy. And what's impact got that they don't do? Yeah. What does anyone do that they don't? I think as well, like, I, I understand the mentality of, say, wanting to be the, the best or the most popular wrestling company. But if you're an impact or a TNA hardcore, if that's your promotion over WWE, over AEW, over New Japan, whatever, if that's your first and foremost in the week, you probably just want it to be where it is. You might, like, I'm not speaking for anybody, but you probably love it because of what it is mm -hmm. rather than it trying to be anything else. I loved TNA in the, like, 2000s. And then I watched within sort of six weeks of the Hogan-Bischoff era where they tried pathetically to even suggest they're on WD's level, just, like, flush away so much of that goodwill. It was fun. Like, you didn't even, I didn't watch TNA as the number two nipping at WWE's heels. I just watched it as the number two. And that was enough, the alternative, and mm. it wasn't even Everyone like... Everyone watched it with warts and all as well. Yeah, and it wasn't even an alternative as stark as something like a Ring of Honor or a New Japan. I think you probably just take TNA for what it is. If you love it, great. It's getting it right. It can't be anything more than that. The, the Kenny Omega advertising himself and Don Callis for Impact was an eye-opener for me because we all tuned in and kind of waited for Kenny, and it didn't try to keep me for the following week. It was just for the Impact fans where Kenny was on the end. And I was had to sort of have that moment where I was like, fair enough, the Impact fans have probably enjoyed their weekly show and had a weird bonus of the AEW world champion arriving. I, the AEW fan, have watched this for a different reason and might show up again when he's on a pay-per-view. You know, I, I love some of the, the the TNA roster. Joe Hendry, obviously, we've got a, got a close uh, affection with him with his WCPW history. I think people like that deserve to get pushed under this new TNA banner. I will say, is there like an avenue where, I'm not saying you just just solely do this, because obviously there is an argument that elements of women's wrestling scares off mainstream audiences. But is there a, like, I know WWE and AEW are getting better with this, but like Deanna Parazzo, Jordan Grace, Trinity, if you put that front and centre, could you potentially open yourself up to that kind of market? Well, look at the, the growth product of professional wrestling and how many wrestling yeah. women women's wrestling matches are on it. Yeah. And I, think NXT a, I think it's a good idea. Look at NXT. It, yeah. It's, and they had Hi it, Scott. You're welcome. And they, uh, they did it first in the, t you know, the knockouts division. They did that once before. Yeah. And they were like main event in TV shows and pay-per-views with the women long before WWE or yeah. AEW or whatever. It's Vince Russo got there before WWE. <laughs> it's wild, isn't it? It's, it's wild. Vince Russo was more progressive about women. This is a person who said they can't be president. 
Yeah. Because they're too emotional. Grot- grotty era. <laughs> Mid-2000s was a grotty era. Horrific. Horrific. Uh, final few questions. Atomic Todd says, uh, what would you book for the main event of All In 2024? Uh, for me, either Kenny versus Danielson or Kenny versus Osprey. Um, right now, Omega Danielson for all the marbles make it absolutely gigantic. Um, because not only is that the biggest match they could conceivably do, but both wrestlers missed the show. In effect, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what Omega wrestled there, but uh, I was right. I was completely right. Yes. And if you disagreed with me at the time, you are that dickhead dog in that fire, and this is fine. Oh, is it? God, there were some rough weeks then. Oh, idiots, man. Awful Absolutely. Fights, idiots. Go on. Basically, the people who liked Elevation. Yeah. It's, like it's Wembley. It's different gravy, kids. Six, year, six years of law, actually. Been watching. Did you watch New Japan? Ever heard of it? It depends how big Osprey is in the AEW context. And, th- and that is in itself a different question that I'm not necessarily... You've got the best wrestling promotion in the world, like for wrestling fans, and I love the Fed. Um, <laughs> and they hire the uh, consensus best wrestler in the world. He at times has come off as just a guy on AEW TV. Yeah. They've got weird lack of promotion. He was bigger than I thought he would be at Wembley this year. He was as big, but that was situational. And again, he's not wrestled every week. It had very little to do with his episodic, weird kind of AW run where he's just, I see sometimes. They are... Danielson McGuinness? Well, I think that could happen. McGuinness is not headlining in Wembley Stadium. Oh, Oh, yes. Uh, Sorry, I meant as in terms of whilst you're doing Kenny and Osprey, uh, do they do that as well? It's Danielson Omega for me as well, because they're two guys. Uh, WWE are doing this less at the moment, but it wasn't that long ago. I remember the, the Cody Miz match from really early on, and there was that... Right, here we go. Then they're going to just a guy him. Cody, WrestleMania was perfect. This Rollins stuff's pretty good, but they're going to just a guy him right now. I don't know what it is, but AEW are just a guy in a lot of guys. They've just a guy edge, they have, like, at this point. Uh, so Osprey could be in that position, what, like nine months? We're talking potentially from January to August. Danielson and Omega are never going to be just a guy in AEW, ever. Kenny's come as close as he ever has done this year. And within one promo... You should try. Yeah, and, with, <laughs> and within one promo where it's like, oh, this tag match is going to roll at the pip. Like, you cannot just a guy, Kenny Omega, mm. and you never will, Brian Danielson. So that, we can say that now with confidence and could still say it next August. I can't honestly look up and down that roster. MJF's quite good at protecting himself as well. I can't name many others that can't get sucked in. Jericho does it, but in a quite ugly and transparent way. Yeah. There aren't too many more than that. Final couple of questions. Uh, Mike Branch just says, who attacked Trick? Ah... <sighs> Ah, I'm going to stick with Wesley for now. Okay. I don't think it's Lexus King. I don't think it's Mellow. It's Mellow. You think it's Mellow? I think it might be something convoluted a la Lexus King did it. It was Mellow who told him to. Sean steals from his own career all the time, and literally the second he was attacked on that Raw, it was like, well, it was Triple H. He literally turned on him last week, and then it was Triple H. So if he's stealing, it's just right. Uh, Final question comes from Jacob. I love this question. What wrestling entrance have you listened to the most in general life? Uh, for me, it's Kingdom and MJF's entrance song. Mm. Said about cool personality earlier. Is it that? Um, I listened a lot to Sasha Banks's NXT theme <laughs> in 2015. Um, because I'm an incurable elite mark. Um, carry on my wayward son got some play last year got a lot of play last year just the relief of them being back um, 
in the old office, one of the biggest sensations on that old computer where we used to play the music from was uh, Simply Ravishing. Oh, God. <laughs> the amount of times I've listened to that on YouTube is uh, quite something. What a voice that singer's got as well. Oh, my God. Simply Ravishing, sixth version. Go on YouTube after this. Oh, my God. I, uh, so, entrances. Like, I think of what, like, listen to the themes, obviously. Uh, but, like, Punk on the Last Dance and Money in the Bank. Because on the Money in the Bank, like, obviously people do forget. It's just fire you burned. You didn't like, even know it was the Last Dance. That's a problem for you. But like both of those. Yeah, this fire burns. We were talking about this in the office the other day. It's most streamed. Yeah. Oh, was ever. that it? I think so. That bunker. All right, because I was. You'd gone for lunch when we were. Uh, well, I, was still I forgot guessing. to go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was that bunker. Um, but I like both of those two as entrances and Bailey at Battleground. Killswitch Engage are a pretty popular act in their own. Yeah. 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 Nothing to do with CM Punk. <laughs> he was only ever a draw for a few months at a time before everything got revealed. Exposed. <laughs> Bailey at Battleground 2016 um, as another entrance. I never watched entrances, but I, I'll bad go bunny other than I was that. about to get to bad it. Bad Bunny. I've hammered. Yeah. Come here. I don't, I don't know the words anyway. I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> Unashamedly hammered this year and last. The year's aid. And I'm not sick of it. <laughs> I swear I am not. I like, I'm almost nervous. Of what it might do to my like my Spotify wrapped. I, so I had Nakamura's theme one year on there. Like, yeah, not so much for the like playtime. Like if it's one bib song, I wouldn't like question it. But you know when it like as a result, it's like uh, hey, like you're a genre guy, and we've got some more alter bridge and creed <laughs> coming your way. Like what's that going to do to the, the genre graphs? I'm in a lot of trouble. But yeah, I'm Number not one. Not but rock. Like <laughs> I, you know the meme, and it's a great meme, isn't it? Of like Triple H getting interrupted by the like I want to get interrupted by like my Spotify kicking in and like throwing it up on random again. Like Triple H say this again. It's like, yes. Yeah. Like and Jeff Jarrett, obviously. Of course Jeff Jarrett, yeah. Naturally. Uh Power Hall, Ricky Choshu. I've caned that a lot in my life as well. Well, thanks, everyone, for their questions on X at What Culture WWE. I was going to say we're going to be back next week with a live Q&A. You're not going to be back for a couple of weeks because they'll be doing the reviews of Full Gear and Survivor Series. But hey, you can ask us questions in the chat then because we'll be live on YouTube. Um, but thank you to everyone who sent us questions. Uh, thank you for joining us. Let us know your thoughts as well on X at What Culture WWE, where you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. But this has been your questions answered. My thanks to Hamflet and Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.